Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, September 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Apple unveils the iPhone 11, while also taking a swing at its video streaming rivals with a cheaper-than-expected price for its own forthcoming service. And Uber unveils its second round of layoffs since going public in May. Plus, U.S. President Donald Trump has fired his national security advisor, John Bolton. Our U.S. managing editor, Peter Spiegel, has more on what this means for American foreign policy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. You've seen it before. Apple's Tim Cook and fellow executives addressing an enormous crowd of technology reporters and bloggers unveiling Apple's newest products to the world. And yesterday was no different. Apple held its annual fall hardware event at the Steve Jobs Theater in Cupertino, California. But most of the excitement wasn't for the latest iPhone. Next up, let's talk about Apple TV+. (laughs) DFT's Patrick McGee was there and is going to tell us more about Apple's push into video streaming. The big news for the streaming was the price. It's just $4.99 a month, and the first month is free to get a whole collection of Apple television shows that will be coming out over the next few months. That's a big deal. I mean, Netflix starts $8.99 and goes up from there. So that's probably a big play, right? You think of Apple as this premium provider of hardware, and yet here they are on the services side, outgunning the competition with the cheapest service available. And we should note that investors really reacted to the Apple TV Plus pricing news. Shares in Netflix fell more than 2.2% in afternoon trading. Shares in Disney also slipped 2.2%. Now, Patrick, Apple also announced some new hardware. How was that received? So, little question. This is the iPhone event, and yet I think this might be the first year where the iPhone itself was not actually the main takeaway. It's not necessarily that the new iPhone is any sort of disappointment. It's just that it didn't have any surprises. We already knew that there was going to be a dual lens version and a pro version with three lenses. You know, the photo abilities do look great. They have a night mode, which is clearly a response to the Google Pixel lineup. But I think we just knew virtually all of this going in. So in terms of what was expected, I think Apple probably underwhelmed in that respect. And while all eyes were on Apple, Uber made an announcement of its own. The ride-hailing company said on Tuesday it had cut more than 400 engineering and product jobs. It's the second round of dismissals since the company listed on the stock market in May. In July, Uber cut a third of its marketing department, which also came out to 400 positions. The recent cuts are part of an attempt to centralize control and remain competitive. Uber's been struggling since its stock market debut. Investors are wondering whether the company will ever be profitable. Last month, the company booked its largest quarterly net loss of $5.24 billion, which was weighed down by costs related to its initial public offering. Uber's shares rose 4% to $33.51 on Tuesday, but were well below the $45 IPO price. And in other news... Exercise startup Peloton is eyeing a valuation of up to $8.2 billion at its upcoming IPO. Peloton's known for its on-screen fitness classes and stationary bikes that go for about $2,000 each. And according to a Securities and Exchange Commission filing, the company is planning to offer 40 million Class A shares priced between $26 and $29 apiece. The company also has super-voting Class B common shares. They carry 20 votes each and will give executives, including co-founder and chief executive John Foley, as well as early backers, control of Peloton. 
The European Commission's incoming president has unveiled her new team, which serves as the EU's executive arm. Ursula von der Leyen announced the 27-person gender balance squad on Tuesday. She's placed three senior executive vice presidents to lead the way on areas such as climate, digital, and industrial policy over the next five years. Ms. von der Leyen has widened the remit of Margaret Vestager, who has been dubbed by U.S. President Donald Trump as the tax lady and has gone after U.S. tech groups for unfair practices. And here's a closer look at one of the day's top stories. Well, more than anything in the world, National Security Advisor John Bolton would love to have a war with Iran. It would be like Christmas, Thanksgiving, his birthday wrapped into one. That was Fox News host Tucker Carlson earlier this year, tearing into Mr. Bolton for a plan that would send 120,000 troops to the Middle East. Mr. Bolton has always been considered hawkish, even more so than Donald Trump. And over his almost year-and-a-half tenure, he and the president didn't always see eye-to-eye. Which is why some people weren't surprised on Tuesday when Mr. Trump fired Mr. Bolton. The FT's U.S. managing editor, Peter Spiegel, has more. There apparently was a meeting Monday night in which Bolton offered his resignation. Trump said, come back tomorrow and we'll talk about it. And he preempted Bolton by tweeting out saying basically that he had fired Bolton. Bolton then sort of fired back and said, actually, I wasn't fired. I offered to resign. This is something that's been building for a while. You know, when you pick your national security advisor because he looks good on television, which is essentially why Trump picked him, the ideological overlap wasn't necessarily a consideration. I mean, we knew for years, dating back certainly at least to the Bush administration, I mean, this is a guy who has always been on the front foot about use American forces. And what we know about Donald Trump is although he rhetorically is America first and talks about American power abroad, he's actually a deal maker. He actually doesn't want to use American forces abroad and wants to bring troops home. And the two just didn't match up. Right. There's that great quote from Donald Trump where he says, I actually temper John, which is pretty amazing. With this kind of good cop, bad cop dynamic, can you describe some of the issues they disagreed on? Where did they butt heads? Yeah. I mean, let's go down. I mean, number one has been and always will be Iran. Bolton has been an advocate for regime change in Iran for as long as he's been a prominent voice in foreign policy, which is going on three decades now. But if you go down the list of other foreign policy issues, North Korea, Bolton, an advocate of much harder line on North Korea. Trump wants to meet with Kim Jong-un. He wants to have symmetry. He wants to cut a deal. Most recently, we've seen Kim Jong-un fire missiles, missile testing, things that Trump had bragged about that he hadn't done for a while. Trump didn't want to respond to that provocation. Bolton did. Afghanistan, the most recent one, you know, Trump inviting the Taliban to Camp David for peace talks. Bolton, that's anathema to him. He did not support that. And lastly, and people say where the, the seed really turned was over Venezuela. You know, you had Bolton, a very strong advocate of essentially a coup against Maduro. Trump backed Bolton. The coup didn't work. <laughs> and I think Trump has held that against Bolton ever since. He has done very little since the failed coup to try to undermine Maduro, other than sort of almost token sanctions against some of his inner circle. Bolton has pushed for a much more aggressive and sometimes even suggesting military force in Venezuela. So on the four big foreign policy issues of the day, Iran, North Korea, Afghanistan and Venezuela, you had Bolton advocating much harder line, Trump wanting to negotiate or back away. Now, we should say that whoever Mr. Trump names next will be the fourth national security advisor that this administration has seen. And he said that he would and Mr. Trump said that he would do that sometime next week. 
Trump has, throughout his campaign in 2016 and throughout his administration, has led his supporters to believe that national security is a huge part of his agenda. What does firing Bolton mean for this priority? It's still a priority of his, but almost as in every job, you have to figure out how to manage Trump. What you can say about Bolton is you knew where he stood. He was a hawk. He was an interventionist. He had a set of policies that you could tick off. Trump is not that. Trump is an ad hoc president who likes to figure things out on the fly. So I don't think it actually changes American foreign policy by changing the national security advisor. And I'm not sure we can say a lot about what this says about Trump policy because there is no core of Trumpism when it comes to foreign policy. We know he's a bit of an isolationist. He doesn't like to use American troops abroad. And we know he prefers to talk to authoritarian leaders than, than he does to talk to our allies. And it, but those are not policies. Those are personalities. Those are him as a deal maker. And so I'm not sure his cycling through national security advisors really gives us any insight on his foreign policy thinking or how he moves going to move forward on, on U.S. foreign policy or how central it is to his administration, other than the fact he reacts on personal relationships. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 2024. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.